Yankees, two men out, bottom of the ninth, 5-1 Red Sox. Sale winds, he fires, swing and he missed, take three, it's over. The Red Sox have won the world championship. The Boston Red Sox beat the Los Angeles Dodgers 5-1. They win the World Series four games to one. And the Red Sox become the first team in the 21st century with four world championships. Can you believe it? Thanks for tuning in to the Eastern Maine Sports Podcast. Please follow Eastern Maine Sports on Facebook and Instagram at Eastern Maine Sports and Twitter at Eastern ME Sports. Thanks for tuning in to the Eastern Maine Sports Podcast tonight. As tonight, we're just going to do our weekly podcast, talk about the big events of last week and a few things that are going to be happening in the next week. My name is Mark Callen. I'm joined by Chris Lesnar, as usual, tonight. Thank you for joining, Chris. Yeah, thanks for having yes. me, Mark. Um, we're going to start with the biggest story around here this week and maybe the biggest story this year in uh, around here is the you mean football team. I think they're right up there with the you mean women's team is probably the biggest story of this year. And uh, you were there. You've been cover, You've been on this uh, all season for Eastern Maine Sports and uh, done a great job covering now that you mean football team. Why don't you just uh, tell everybody what you saw on Saturday and uh, and obviously they get a bye and they play December 1st. Uh, you know, I guess I'm going to just kind of go a few things, but just tell me, tell me what, what you saw. Cause obviously you were there and you covered it. Yeah. Um, they actually didn't play great offensively on Saturday. They, uh, Elon actually pretty much dominated the total yards in the game, but Maine got a big defensive play at the end to end it by Sterling Sheffield up by one point with about a minute left. Sheffield put some pressure on the quarterback and ended up deflecting the ball away. Um, ending the game there, but Maine really, uh, like I said, they really kind of sputtered other than Ramon Jefferson who rushed for 113 yards. They really kind of sputtered. Uh, the big, the two big plays they got were, uh, um, Ernest Edwards, two kick returns for touchdowns Saturday. Yeah. Special teams came, came up huge all day. They, they also had a block punt in they and an, another big play on special teams. Yeah. So like, they had like four big plays on special teams and you know that can make a difference when you get to the this time of year and when it's cold out and uh kind of they also had their starting quarterback out um i think this is a key getting it by because i think going forward no matter where they play i think they need chris ferguson on the field don't you agree oh yeah i totally agree with that absolutely uh you know ferguson went out just before the the second quarter ended and he didn't he didn't return apparently he got his shoulder banged up a little bit uh, Coach Harris-Simiak said basically if he gets hit on that shoulder, he basically loses all the power in his arm. So can't come back in the game at that point. And um, unfortunately, you see um, what happens a little bit when Robinson comes in the game. The offense seems to just sputter. It, and it sure did. But but anyway, going forward with them, as I said, they get a bye this week. And uh, December 1st at noontime, they'll be playing at home. Um, and we'll find out who they play this Saturday night. I think the game is at 7.30, and uh, either way, it's going to be a, a team from a uh, warm-weather state coming up to Maine on the first day of December, so that, that that should be Maine's advantage. Yeah, definitely. We can't wait. Jacksonville State or East Tennessee State, bring yeah, it I on. I just want to uh, clarify for people that Jacksonville uh, team is actually from Alabama, not Florida, because, uh, you know, so uh, – but uh, either way, either way, it's a warm uh, – warm state but but Elon's also from a warm state and they, and they came up and played played pretty well so definitely Maine's gonna have to play well and you know get 
you know, maybe have a good day on special teams again. And uh, hopefully Ferguson stays healthy. And I think they'll be in good shape. Yeah. I mean, the last time they had a home playoff game here in 2013 against New Hampshire, they ended up losing by two touchdowns. But there's no, no, um, no reason there shouldn't be a, uh, a full stadium there. I, I remember when they played New Hampshire up here in the playoffs in 2013, the stands were absolutely packed. And I know that was a cold night. And this is during the day. So. No reason the fan, the stand the fans shouldn't come out and support this uh, University of Maine football and I'm team. I'm sure they will. We're gonna move on to um, the Celtics because right now they're they're sputtering. It's still early in the year, but they got to turn this around because you know it's it's also important where they get seated. You know because you know come come the playoffs and getting to the point where they're nine and eight, not playing well. They got a big win against Toronto and then they came out and lose two in a row, one to Utah and one to Charlotte. They're just not looking like they should with when you look at the talent on paper, huh, Chris? No, they don't seem to be gelling. I, I don't know. I don't seem to. Uh, one of the one of the things we talked about is Terry Rozier. I don't know if you want to get into that, but um, he needs to go. <laughs> he's he's one of the problems um, that we've talked about, and um, yeah, it just seems to be something missing there, Mark. Uh, I don't think anybody at this point in the season would think the Celtics would be nine and eight with a talent. No, they shouldn't be. <laughs> they they shouldn't be if you look at. The talent. I mean, wow. there have been teams like this. I know, uh, you know, a Lakers team when they were loaded get started like this and they end up doing all right. LeBron's first year in Miami, they they started like this and they get to the NBA Finals and his first year back in Cleveland, they did the same thing and they end up. But they don't have a LeBron James, and I think that's another thing that, that's going to happen. Uh, Kyrie Irving's got to do what he did against Toronto more often because he's capable of doing that. And when a team's struggling, you kind of need that leader, a guy that's capable of doing that. And he's the only one really capable of doing that on that team to do that, just take over games. And, and um, you know, and that's kind of what they could do. They got a game they, sh- they should win tomorrow night. Nick's Nick's at, Nick's at home. But um, you never know with the way they've been playing. So, I mean, I, I, big to get on the stretch because after that, they play a back-to-back. I think it's at, at Dallas and at, at Atlanta over over the weekend. Yeah, that Dallas that Dallas isn't great, but you know nobody's easy for them, especially on the road right now. And um, you know, so it's kind of a big stretch here to kind of get going in the next month, right? You know, kind of kind of Christmas time. The NBA is kind of a benchmark to see where you're at, and you know, it's kind of like in the in baseball, it's like July Fourth. You know, you know, kind of see where the teams are at, and you know, kind of judge them there it's kind of christmas time with the nba and you know that's a month away now and uh you know gonna kind of get a step up quick um as you were talking about terry rogia yeah i mean you know he's kind of sending tweets out you know kind of hinting that he wants to you know be out of there and i i just think you gotta accept your role he's he had a great season last year the last three months but that's what it was a great three months now he getting getting the chance to over over value himself and he's doing that what did he expect if everybody's healthy he's not going to play he's not going to play much you know what i mean and, and, and he shouldn't really um if you look he's he's kyrie Irving's backup he's not going to play much <laughs> you know you know and and uh, and nor nor should he and and you know he's kind of as we've talked about before the red sox were so great because they've had brock holt steve ps mitch morland accepting their roles you know those guys all could stop for other teams you know you know and, and they they would stop for most teams brock holt hits a cycle he sits down the next day brad stevens tried to use that as an example for his team this is what you do you you accept your role and this is how you this is how you how you win um you know it might not be a role you like brock holt just shut his mouth right. he just shut his mouth did his role guess what he's gonna do the same thing next year 
know, and you, he's you, had, yeah, you and know, I, and I think, I, yeah, and I think, uh, you know, other than Kyrie, who's to- totally capable of carrying this team, I mean, some of these guys like Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, you know, now, now is their chance to, to prove and show the rest of the league that they can also carry a team like this. Right. And I think, um, you know, I you probably watch more of the games than I have, and I have caught. Usually, I catch the end of them if I catch them. But but it, it seems like those guys are not the same this year right now either. I, I don't know. Um, seems like a, definitely, with, especially with Tatum, it's a sophomore slump right now or something. And um, you know, th- those things happen in every sport. But um, you're right. You know, it's kind of time to step up. It's your second year. You know, you you can, you're in a role where you're playing a key you know key minutes. You know, people. You know that they're, they're looked upon to fill that role. You know, be key players, and they're not. They're not doing that right now. And uh, um, and also, this thing you you talked about touched on last week. Gordon Haywood isn't what Gordon Haywood was when he played for Utah. <laughs> you know, and uh, he's not. He's not no. even close to that point. And I, I know. I think last game he came off the bench, I believe, right? And uh, and uh, you know that yeah. might be something where they, where they continue to go. But um, so you kind of you see him turn around soon. Um, I think they have to. I mean, the talent they have on the team, like we discussed before, I mean, it would be very surprising if they didn't. Um, you know, like these guys like Brown and Tatum, though, I mean, they are struggling a little bit right now. And uh, But they, I know they have the capability to do so. I mean, they, they led the team to the, you know, seventh game of the Eastern Conference Finals last year. So, you know, they have the ability. It's just a matter of when and yeah. <laughs> when it's going to happen, we keep waiting. Right. So. And, you know, I, I think they can stop reading the preseason headlines because they're 17 games in now and, uh, you know, they're nine and eight. They're right there with some, even with some teams that they shouldn't be even with. One of them is a team they lost to last, was it last night when they lost to Charlotte? Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah. and, you know, they, so see how they do. Uh, again, they play uh, Knicks home at home tomorrow night. So we'll see how they do there. Um, we're going to move on to, um, Talk a little NFL here as, uh, you know, the Patriots had a bye week last week, but we're going to go um, do something different. We're going to do a power rankings, top five in the NFL right now. Um, let's let's first touch on, um, and uh, Jeff, Jeff Hoke's not able to join us tonight, but, you know, pointed out that the uh, last last night game, um, Rams and Chiefs, uh, was the game that lived up to be uh, to his hype times 100, he said. And, you know, yeah. and, and that – is great and it's great for the NFL. It would be actually awesome for the NFL if those teams met in the Super Bowl. But I don't see either one of those teams with playing that kind of defense even making it in the Super Bowl, to be honest with you, especially with the teams like the Saints, the Steelers, even the Patriots have a better defense than that, I, I think. I know they gave up a lot of points to the Chiefs, you know, the first time. Chargers have a better defense than that. I think, I think the old, what's the old saying? The, uh, you know, uh, uh, offense wins games, defense wins championships, right? And, uh, and Absolutely. Yeah. You know that's fun, and as I said, if that that was a Super Bowl matchup, which it could be, that would be a. I think ratings wise, it would be skyrocketed because of what happened last night. You know, and, and that that would be a fun game to watch. But right now, we're gonna go. Um, I'm gonna actually uh, read off Jeff's first, and I'll go to you, and then um, I'll do mine. Um, Jeff's top five power rankings: the Saints number one, the Rams number two. Um, because they're, t- they're both 10 and 1, right? Saints and Rams. And then the, the Chiefs, number three. Steelers, number four. Patriots, number five. It looks good right there. What, what's yours, uh, Chris? <laughs> very, very close. Very close. When you got down we to know. number four, I was like, oh, boy. What's number we five? Um, I, have the, I have the Saints, number one. Um, 
They haven't they haven't lost since the first uh, since week one. Um, Rams number two, Chiefs number three, Steelers number four. I have the Texans number five. They've won seven in a row, and if we had a six, it would be the Patriots. Okay, that's uh, we're all pretty close. Um, the uh, mine actually is the Saints number one. They're as you said, they haven't lost it since week one, and they're not only doing it with the offense, the defense is stepping up too. I mean, what they did to the Eagles, I know the Eagles are struggling right now, but that 48 7 over the Super Bowl defending Super right. Bowl champion. I know, as I said, I know the Eagles are struggling, but still, that's that's a beatdown, and their defense stepped up. And we know what they have offensively, but they're just they're, they're number one, they, they should be number one on everybody's power rankings at this point in the season because that could change. It does week to week in the NFL, as we know, but um. Rams number two, they belong. They belong there after, after what happened uh, last night. Um, my number three actually is the Steelers. I, I think right now I, yeah. I, I know they struggled last week, but they ended up getting the win. Uh, a game, a lot of years the Steelers would lose that type of game. You know what I mean? And pa- Patriots during a bye week would oh we gain a game on the, on the Steelers and Chiefs and we, you know we but the Steelers they, that was a big win for them. You know even though. Yeah, I I jotted down. I had jotted. I had actually jotted down too the the three longest winning streaks right now, and it's the Steelers with six in a row, Texans with seven in a row, and the Saints with nine in yeah. a row. So, so that's that's they deserve to be in the top five at least. And I have them number three. Chiefs number four. Um, you know they, you know I I think their defense might take them out of my top five within the next couple of weeks. But right now they deserve to be number four. Actually, my number five is actually the Chicago Bears. Uh, and and you know. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah. I never really thought of that they, one. Uh, I think they just, uh, you know, again, I think they're a team that come playoff time, the Saints and Rams got to watch out for the way they the way, the way way they play defense. And, uh, you know, it might be hard for the Saints to go off for 40 against them. You know what I mean? And, and I, Oh, absolutely, especially with a player like Khalil Mack, yeah. you know, on their team now. So they could be dangerous. They could be a team that's, that's dangerous come playoff time. So right now I think they deserve to be number five. They had a big win over the Vikings the other night, division game, and a uh, big win. But uh, my my next two would be the Texans and Patriots, and, and uh, that, that would be that would be my – my next next two um and again things could change maybe we can do this again next week when we do our do our um, little th- weekly uh segment here and uh see uh yeah just to add to that too i think the texans is one of those teams that you know all these teams obviously are going to be dangerous come playoff time but texans are one that that i could see giving the chiefs a hard time in the playoffs or the patriots a hard time in the playoffs strictly by the you know just the way they run their off the weapons they have offensively and the defense of course with with the likes of JJ Watt, yeah, yeah, definitely, and they, you know they're a scary team, huge, huge for the Patriots to get that team at home. You know what I mean, and and you know, and and that's why these games coming up for the Patriots are big. You know, obviously this one shouldn't be difficult. We'll see. They haven't really the teams they've lost to really aren't good, so who knows, right? But uh, they they should be able to win this one, and then you know they got tough ones with the Vikings and Steelers. But um, you know, definitely it's important to get home field at least against teams like that. Again, they're only. A, they're only a game behind the Chiefs right now, right? And and uh, and yeah, are they one game behind? Yeah, one game behind the Chiefs. And uh, who's that? The Texans. The Patriots. Oh, the Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots are seven and seven and three right now. The Chiefs are nine oh, yeah. and two. Right, so game and a half. So Chiefs yeah, the... game and a half. Patriots... Yeah, Chiefs have a bye. Yeah, so the Patriots have a, uh, beat the Jets like they should. They'd only be a game behind, and they win the tiebreaker. So they're not definitely not out of the number one spot. The Steelers are the team to look out for there. It'd be a big game when they play them in a few weeks. But 
Yeah, and the Chiefs have to play the Chiefs have to play the likes of the, the still have like the Chargers left on their schedule. Yeah, too. I, I'm I'm still going with the Chargers to win that division, but we'll uh, right yeah. now the Chiefs yeah. belong uh, in the top five, top five, and they're there, and all three of us. So, um, let's uh, switch over to you, main hockey, Chris, and I kind of let you take over here. You did go to the women's game on Friday night, right? And then uh, yeah, Friday uh, night. men didn't have a horrible re- weekend, right? Could have been better, could have been worse. No. Could have been better. Could have been worse. Yeah, they they split. They uh, they gave up three power play goals on uh, Friday night. They had it. They had a lead. Uh, gave up three power play goals. Ended up losing three to two. BU scored with about minute thirteen left in that game on the power play. So they converted six power play chances into three power play goals, and that sunk the Black Bears on Friday. Saturday though, they got a nice win. Uh, Jeremy Swayman made forty saves, and they won the game three to one. The worry right now, too, is, you know, this is the sixth year of the the Red Gendron era. And uh, right now, at this point in the season, they're only on pace for 13 wins. And, and that's not going to get done. And it doesn't get any easier. They got number 10 Quinnipiac coming in for a non-conference series this weekend. Quinnipiac's 9-2 and two so far. So, right. it's uh, not going to so get any easier. Would you say this weekend, getting maybe getting two points would be a good weekend? Two, uh, I'd rather, yeah, definitely two would be nice. Uh, It'd be much nicer to get three or four, but this is the number 10 team you got coming in. But um, Maine seems to play really well on their home ice, so we'll see what happens this weekend. See what happens there. Um, And uh, what did you see of the UMaine uh, women's team on Friday night? They're struggling. Um, They... I mean, they were hosting the number five team in the country, Northeastern, who had came in with a um, ten, uh, nine game on Beaton Street. Nine games, actually, they'd won nine games in a row. Uh, the women have only been one four and one in their last six. Now, they ended up getting a tie on Saturday, probably a game they should have won. Uh, Northeastern ended up tying the game in the third period and then settled for a tie. But um, struggling of late, they got Dartmouth coming in this weekend for a non-conference series, so. We'll see if they can get uh, things back together there. They're only three and six in hockey East so far, uh, while the men are actually two, three and one so far in hockey. East. So, um, obviously, big conference games to come for them, and uh, we'll see if the women and the men's team can get it, uh, get it, get it turned around, and hope for hope for a successful season. I hope. Right, and uh, we'll uh, we're going to move on to the the basketball teams actually that you made for a brief, uh, just touch on them briefly. Um, both teams, both teams are in for. A tough, tough matchup tonight. Um, the women play Wisconsin Green Bay. The men play North Texas. I did a little um, just looking up about North Texas today. They beat Hawaii pretty handily, and they beat uh, Central Connecticut State, which obviously a team I follow closely, Georgetown, plays Central Connecticut State. They're not that bad. <laughs> They're, um, you know, they, they can shoot the ball, and they beat them handily. They actually beat them by more than Georgetown did. But, uh, but wow. Know, so yeah. um, North Texas is 6-0, and and they, they – they very well could be a uh, NCA team. Wouldn't be a shocker to anybody. So very tough matchup there for UMaine. But one thing I want to say is, great job by Richard Barron scheduling this tough schedule. I mean, they just played NC State over the weekend. They didn't get embarrassed. They lost by 19 to a very an ACC team that could be a NCA team. You know what I mean? And then they're not. I mean, obviously there was one game. What San Francisco? They got blown off. The, that was the end of a long West Coast thing where you know even even pro teams have struggled with that sometimes you know but but i kudos to him for 
doing the schedule. And I think this, that's only going to build, help build the program. He did it with a women's program and, you know, they struggled his first few years, but look where they are now. I mean, I know Amy Vashon is doing a great job with them now, but Richard Barron, the reason they're, that program turned around originally. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the, and the men's team, you know, they got the right coach, obviously uh, uh, the right guy has taken over. I mean, that out of the four games they've lost, that only bad loss was to San Francisco by 43, but you look at the other games, they only lost by 13 to Denver. They only lost by 14 to Utah. And then the one you just mentioned, they lost 19 to NC State this past weekend. But um, think about North Texas. I looked them up too, actually, because I knew we'd be talking about them. Um, scary thing is their best player, who's a sophomore, he uh, hasn't even played this year. Calf strain, Roosevelt Smart. And he averaged 19 and a half points per game last season. Yeah. So their best, one of their best players, hasn't hasn't even played, and they're six and zero right. so far. They, so. they 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 average they average eighty three points a game and only allow fifty two. <laughs> you know, and and again they, wow. and they haven't played horrible teams. They you know they 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 beat Hawaii by seventeen. Hawaii's that's Hawaii's only loss. They beat uh, as I said uh, Central uh, Central Connecticut State. They beat they. Uh, you know, so they, they play some tough teams and, and stuff, uh, you know, so so definitely uh, don't expect main men to beat them tonight. But, you know, it'd be interesting to see how, see how they do against a team that's kind of red hot right now. So it'd be interesting. It's actually one of the one of the articles I read about North Texas said that, uh, you know, they they said, of course, it was something written by North Texas. But um, it said all about the North Texas team and then down, way down at the bottom. Very last paragraph, it said, "Yeah, Maine's been blown out their first four games. Uh, we've been far from blown right, out. Right. Um, we had one game we were blown out. I don't think the other three would really be considered a real blowout." Yeah. So. And I actually was wrong. It wasn't Central Connecticut State they played. They played Maryland Eastern Shore was actually the same team that Georgetown played. They actually did beat them by more than Georgetown did, though. They beat Maryland. They only allowed thirty-four wow. points to Maryland Eastern Eastern Shore. Um, you know, so they didn't play Central Connecticut State, but they they still have played Hawaii and Portland and, and some teams that definitely are uh, well known. So definitely not not going to be an easy one for the. Black Bears tonight, but the women's team not going to be an easy one for them either. I actually think on paper this is a tougher game than Duke. Yeah, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, uh, when we were looking up the information today, I think I quoted quoted something wrong. Uh, Wisconsin Green Bay actually lost to Northwestern, but it was only by two points when Duke got blown out by Northwestern. Um, their second game, they lost. Wisconsin Green Bay lost to. Uh, Number 15, DePaul, they lost only by nine, though. And then they went on the road and beat number 16, Missouri, by seven the other night. So uh, definitely not going to be an easy easy task at all for the main Black Bear, especially on the road. Um, but, I mean, as we saw at the Cross Center last week, I mean, as I saw, um, they played – they played Duke right down to the end, and yeah, uh, and so. that was that was uh, as we talked about last week. That's just an incredible job there. That was a sight in the cross center. I'll uh, I'll probably I know you're gonna watch that game tonight. I might tune into Don Shields a little bit and uh, see how they do tonight. But um, you know, so it'd be interesting to see how the two uh, Black Bears teams uh, do tonight because uh, they're playing big time teams. Um, uh, next thing I'm gonna touch on, I, I just want to briefly touch on. Uh, did a podcast last night with uh, Andrew Hart, Bob Beatham. Um, check it out if you can, everybody. It was a it was a it was an hour podcast, and Bob and Andrew really they talked touched on a lot of 
stuff of high school football. Yeah, of course, we reviewed the state championship games, but we reviewed a lot, you know, the state of the high, state of high school football, um, where where the sport is at and all that. Um, that was a high school segment, again, that we did last night. We're going to take a week off from that, start, you know, start a kind of a basketball preview the week after that. And, uh, you know, definitely looking forward to that. But um, Chris and I, we saw – we'll touch on the game we saw really quick. Um, the uh, Tyler Bridge from Wells is just a monster out there on the field. Just, uh, you know, again, Foxcroft, again, they offensively, they played okay. They got 20 points. I mean, they, they, did, they did better than a lot of teams. But they just couldn't tackle Tyler Bridge, and he was just running all over him. And then they got McKay, who when Bridge isn't doing it, McKay's running all over the place. So um, that was just an impressive duo, wasn't it, Chris? Definitely was, and 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 it was nice uh, working with you. And of course, people listening, we we got to work alongside Toby Nelson for NFHS the other night to do the broadcast. But yeah, that was fun. Um, but Wells is impressive. Yeah, it's first time I've ever seen Wells play, actually. So um, I was just impressed by the fact that the Ponies would struggle so much with the ball, and then um, Wells would get the ball. Didn't matter where it was on the field. One or two plays, hand it off to McKay, or or hand it off to Bridges, and boom, in the end yeah. zone. It was just that easy. Yeah, and they, uh, they will miss Bridge next year, but uh, McKay will be the feature back, and they'll probably be in good hands with him too. So, respect to whatever class they end up in um, after reclassification, you know, we'll, we'll see where all these teams end up. But um, they'll be tough no matter where, where they're put. So, that was fun. As, uh, as Chris said, we did that game uh, for NFHS, and uh, it was definitely fun. Uh, uh, Toby did the play-by-play. I did the color. Chris was on the camera. It was a great, great just fun to do that, and I um, look forward to doing more stuff like that. Again, uh, we're planning on doing Yeah, just to, just to mention again, too, for the folks listening to the podcast, um, um, if you don't, if you haven't had a chance uh, to check out um, what Danny White, coach of Foxcroft Academy, had to say to his team after the game Saturday, please check it out. I believe it's on the, the Foxcroft Academy on, on Facebook. Yeah, Mark. I put it on the, I put it on the East Main Sports Broadcasting page, too. And, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and – one thing I've always said, I've I've heard many of those uh, post game speeches by Danny White. He's as class of a he, the class classiest guy you're gonna you're gonna find. Um, you know, you know, if you want to, you know, your kid playing sports, you want to be coached by a guy like Danny White. I mean, it, there's a few of them out there. It, you know, a lot of good coaches out there. But you know, I've, I've as I said, I've heard a few of those post game things. That was one of the best. Definitely check it out. Is you know they lost. They got. They got blown out, but that wasn't the way they wanted to end it. And you just need to listen to Danny White's, um, you know, speech to his team, especially his seniors. And, uh, you know, it, it, you know, it's not always about winning. It's, you know, about life lessons. And uh, definitely um, he, he let them know that. And uh, it's great by him. I, I've, I've heard many things about, you know, definitely. Him, and it was great. Yeah. Definitely, definitely watching it. Definitely, you know, <laughs> it actually got me teared up a little bit listening to it because it, it, it taught you a lot more about life than it did football, yeah. too. Same he's time, as genuine so. as you get. He 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 cares about those kids like they're his, his own, and uh, you know, and you know that lot. You know, many of his former players, you know, come back, and you know they stay in touch with him, and and you know, and you know he's been to four state championships, won one as a coach, and he played he played in one when he went to school there. Um, but but he's he's much more than that. He's he's a you know classy guy. So thank you for pointing that out, Chris. I we we did point it out last night, but definitely anybody. Um, check it out. It's on the broadcaster page and again on the Foxcroft page also. So, but just uh, check that out and uh, thanks for pointing that out. Um, yeah. Um, now uh, we're going to move on to uh, kind of the, again, I'll, I'll uh, 
actually, I'll save Jeff's for last. I'll, I'll uh, let you start first. Um, uh, two two best things that happened um, in the past week, and maybe maybe a couple of things you're looking forward to, or even one. It doesn't matter. One or two, or you know, whatever whatever you have, and uh, that you're looking forward to in the next week. <clears throat> yeah, two things from this prior week. Two of the biggest things, and huh, we might have the same on these. I don't I, know, I, but I wouldn't doubt um, that. I would actually, yeah, I would actually def, expect def, def. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great mind things alike. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely main football. That's, that's number one for me. Um, you know, being being the you know college reporter for the University of Maine, which working with you has allowed me to do so. Um, been able to get really close with the with the coaches and interviews and and the players and interviews. So that was a thrill for me to uh, see them win the title there uh, when I was on hand on Saturday. And the other is Nokomis football. Those are my two. Uh, those are my two from this past week, and most looking forward to. I mean, it's just over a week from now, but looking forward to the main uh, playoff game at home, uh, second round NCAA playoff game. And uh, before that, I'm looking forward to this Sunday and seeing how the Patriots can uh, rebound after after what they did in Tennessee a uh, week and a half yeah. ago. Yeah, and you are 100% correct. We had the same uh, two that that from, from, sure, from yeah. the uh, past week. Uh, you know, you made football. Quite a story, as I said. Probably sports-wise in the state, they're right up there with the humane what the humane woman did, uh, you know, uh, past this past March uh, for this year. Um, top story. So great for them. Nicomas football. That that community is still rocking over over what they did on uh, Saturday down down in Portland. Um, that's something those kids will never forget. A program that just started, you know, with what ten years ago, if that. And um, they went through, yeah, they, yeah. they went through some down times where they. You know, they had to, they were playing, they couldn't even make the playoffs because they were playing down a class. And, you know, what, great job by the, that whole community, everybody that brought football to Tacoma. So um, great there. And the next week, I'm looking, well, a couple things. They're kind of related and, and not necessarily about sports. The first one is just, just uh, taking a break. Taking a break. I mean, I love, I love this. I love covering, covering sports and, you know, covering, you know, East of Maine sports, working with you and Jeff and, and everybody else that helps out. Bob, Bob's been helping out a lot lately. You know, everybody that helps out, but it's just, it's just fun to get this break. I take one a little bit at Thanksgiving and Christmas, just, just uh, get away from it. And it's, it's, uh, it's good. But then I'm also looking forward to early next week, getting out into the gym, start interviewing coaches, start doing previews for, for basketball and winter sports. Cause um, really, as I said, I love doing this, the East of Maine sports and really basketball is my favorite. And the, most popular with the site, as you know, that the site booming when high school basketball starts. It's booming all year, really, but definitely when high school basketball starts, it's just a whole different thing. And just getting out there, doing previews, talking to the coaches and players, and just looking forward to that. And I uh, can't can't wait for that to next week. But as I said, in the meantime, I'm looking forward to probably starting later on tomorrow night and in, through Thursday and early Friday. I take a break, just getting away from it all and um, resetting a little bit, I guess. <laughs> you know, you know, and that. that yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Be, uh, definitely good. Um, Chris is, I mean, uh, you're Chris. Jeff, Jeff said two, two things. Um, <laughs> obviously, uh, his was, you know, the Ram, Rams Chiefs game, you know, you, that that was uh, one. And, the, and you main, you main clinch in CAA and uh, get to host the home playoff game. Those were his two. A um, few things he's looking forward to. A uh, few things he's looking forward to. Turkey Day football, especially Falcons, Saints, Cowboys, Redskins. Cowboys, Redskins should be really it's a very big game there, and uh, seeing if the Patriots can get back on the track against the Jets on Sunday. I think we all three. I obviously Jeff isn't here right now, but think think that 
will and can happen, you know, can and will happen, I should say. But, um, you know, they, they got to play good. And, um, you know, I would assume they had two weeks to prepare that this won't be much of a problem. But again, they don't usually lose before buys either. And they got, they got the doors blown off, you know, the blown right out, you know, so we'll see what happens. But I think we can agree that we expect them to bounce back and win pretty handily, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they should, I mean, giving Belichick two weeks to prepare for a team, it's never going to be good result for that other team. And the bills, uh, bills destroy the jets, um, in the jets last game, they lost by 31 at home. So, uh, you know, just just based off that, I mean, Patriots should roll this weekend for yeah. sure. Everything changes in the NFL week to week, but one thing that stays the same: the Jets usually aren't very good, right? So, <laughs> yeah, right. So that I mean, that you know, things do change. It's really, not the same. You really can't base a lot on what happened the previous week, but you can base that on you know the Jets aren't going to be very good. You know, we you know in the. <laughs> I just you know you you know you're exactly right on that, and and like I kept telling you and Jeff too, I. I want to I want to shout at those radio guys from the Big Jab that made fun of me earlier this season about the Jaguars. I want a shot at those guys so bad. The, the afternoon show. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They laughed at me when I told them that the Jaguars weren't really a good football team and they're not going to match what they did last year. They're like, yeah, Jacksonville's going to win that division hands down. Oh, okay, well, good call. It's, unfor- it's unfortunate <laughs> they laughed at you because really football is really the only thing that they know, and, and they, they yeah, don't know that. Yeah, that's right. No, I guess not. No, they just, uh, you know, a lot of people that, that we meet and a lot of people we talk to, you know, they just want to base it off the off the last season. Well, look at the Eagles this year. I mean, you can't base anything off the last off what you did last nope. year. And uh, the South is a perfect example of that right now. And, uh, you know, they, uh, you know, I, I, getting off subject a little bit, but the Celtics, don't you think that's kind of what it feels like almost is like a and they didn't it feels like a championship hangover and they didn't even win the championship. You know what I mean? And you know how the Eagles yeah. are having that right now? It's, 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 almost like the, it's almost like they won the title last year. It almost feels like it feels that. Like that's the way they feel. Yeah, yeah, I know. And if you yeah. do that the season after, at least win a championship. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I mean, like the Red Sox and the Patriots, they kind of get some slack right now because if the Red Sox start off slow next year, well, they won a World Series last year. You know, the Celtics – Acting like acting like they won one, and they haven't won anything, you know. And I know, and then and then LeBron, LeBron goes to LeBron goes to LA and plays with the Lakers. He's got nobody but himself, and the Lakers are almost off to a better start. I think they Celtics. actually are now. I think they. I think they. And it, but yeah, he's uh, LeBron James. I you know again get off subject a little bit, but uh, you know I know he's not the most popular guy, but boy. Uh, I mean, what what are you doing with that team? You know, so far this year, and you, as you said, they you look at the talent, they have nobody, you know, and 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 stuff. But a lot of things will change in the NBA. I know. I think I saw or heard somewhere today the Clippers actually lead the lead the Pacific Division over the Warriors. I'm pretty sure that won't last. Um, you know, you know, you know. You know. No, Steph Curry's been hurt a lot, I guess, uh, early on. But um, you know, it's. We almost, we almost know. I mean, at this point, even at this point of the season, we almost know who's probably going to go to the the finals from the West. We almost probably know that at this yeah, point. Yeah, well, the Warriors, but yeah, um, yeah. But, but you know, I mean, the Lakers they could at least get to the Western Conference final, which would be amazing in itself. You know, just just you know okay. because of who they got leading the team. But anyway, we're gonna um, wrap it up. I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. I want to. You got anything else to say about what's going on this past week, uh, Chris? 
No, nothing. Well, I mean, it hasn't even been quite a week that Maine played Duke, but I think we did a podcast since then. But uh, I'm still very impressed by the way that they were able to stay with an ACC team. Um, And down by 11 with like four minutes left and came back and had a chance to tie the game. Uh, yeah, I was, that was, that was great. And, and I'm looking forward to a couple more things I'm looking forward to my Wolverines basketball teams playing very well so far. And I'm looking forward to Michigan at Ohio state football on Saturday. That's going to be that a big this one. Saturday? This Saturday. Yeah, there yeah. you go. That's always big. I think Michigan will win that. I, it just seems like Ohio state. Should... They should I've never beaten them with, in the Harbor era, so we'll see. And Ohio State's down a little bit this year, and uh, they're they're right there for the taking. So I think they'll get that one. But um, Ohio State, so that will put it on an equal plane yep, field. Yep. But uh, yeah, it should be. Uh, you know, we had a fun week. That I think I think UMaine tonight, the women's team. I, I if they can win this one, it would be impressive. I think. I think. Uh, I know beating Duke would have been impressive, and being that close with Duke, but. Um, this is tough. It, I, I, just looking at it, what it is, and uh, hopefully they can, you, you know, play as well as they did against Duke, and then they they have a chance. But uh, be interesting. Yeah, because I, I I read up on the Wisconsin Green Bay team too a little bit. And last year they won the Horizon League, and they had pretty much the same team coming back this year. And last year they were one of the top defensive teams in the league. They only averaged giving up like forty five points a game, something like that. Yeah. So I know it's going to be tough, and I almost. I don't expect the main women to win tonight, but I hope they surprise. Oh them. yeah, no, it'd be great. And um, you know, the way they play, you know, it wouldn't surprise it. You know, wouldn't be a shocker. They got the shooters for sure. Yeah, it, would, it wouldn't be a shocker if they if they won, but definitely, uh, definitely, they go in that game underdog by by a few points there. So um, we'll see what happens. But thank you for joining tonight, Chris, and uh, uh, we have a good Thanksgiving. And uh, I want to wish everybody out there happy Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll do a weekly one at some point next week and uh, recap kind of the Patriots game and where the UMaine teams are at. And uh, who, who we'll know who UMaine is playing by then. And uh, I'm sure Chris will have that written up uh, this weekend after that game Saturday night. Absolutely. I'll be on top of it. Happy Thanksgiving, right, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening. Have a good night.